Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me. My name is Bradley Shaw, and tonight on Between the Covers, I'm talking to author Peter Bell, whose new book, Subtle Steps on the Other Side, is being released in October. Uh, Good evening, Peter. How are you tonight? I'm great. Thank you, Bradley. Great to be here. Well, thank you for joining me. This is a a very exciting book. It's got quite a backstory as well. Please tell everybody listening, what was the incubus of this book's creation, I guess? Yeah, it's a a really good question. I... uh, it's dedicated to my daughter, Mary, firstly, and there was an element there of, I guess, the things I've slowly learned in life that I wanted to make sure that I could impart on her for the future uh, if I never got that opportunity myself. And um, not that I'm planning on going anywhere, but uh, children have strong wills and I guess trying to tell her some of this stuff may not sink in, but at least she's got something in writing to refer to in the future. And you know, it was a genuine creative process for me. I'd, I'd written before and probably felt like I didn't get to flex any creative muscle, for want of a better word. It was just almost a regurgitation of what was in my head. So I wanted to actually start with a clean slate and just say, you're going to write a book today and you're going to follow a truly creative process, not know where it finishes. And I went on that journey and yeah, it was extremely rewarding for me. And that's uh, that was the premise of the book. Yeah, and and it's got um, a lot of your personal, uh, I guess, undertones in the book, um, a lot of your own truths you've had to face, but more so I think you've written it in a way that's not preaching but actually just uh, a prospective engagement for all, for other readers, for people to understand, and um, that's a very good, very good achievement. Was that um, intentional or was it just something as you were writing it you realised these have that universal sort of meaning as well as much as they are personal? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I guess I've probably come to more interest in philosophy and philosophical ways of thinking later in life. Um, and But I, I can also understand that not everyone wants to be um, preached to, as you say. So I try to write in a way like, uh, you know, some of Stephen Hawking's work. People can read his stuff and get a bit of an understanding about physics of the world um, and sort of in a similar sort of thing, be able to present some philosophical thoughts for people um, with more user-friendly tone so they can enjoy it, um, I suppose. Absolutely, absolutely. And have you had any feedback on it to late? Have you had, uh, besides naturally revisions and reviews and editors, have you had your own feedback through your personal circles? Yeah, and I've been very lucky because there's a bit of feedback Uh, provided by a number of individuals at the start of the book and a lot of that was extremely humbling Uh, it's not as I would say um, you've got to be pretty switched on when when reading a book like this Um, as you said earlier it poses a lot of questions as providing a lot of answers Um, I guess later in life also I've sort of 
got more mature in relation to how I deal with relationships and doing a little bit of coaching with humans and bits and pieces and learning that you, you, you can't really tell another individual what to do. Humans are very complex characters, predictably unpredictable, which is some of the strong undertones of the book as well. Uh, learning about myself, the complexities in myself. I'm I, I'm not really a complicated um, piece of work. I'm a complex piece of work, and most humans are exactly the same, if not all of them. Um, so yeah, that that's uh, that, that's a key premise of the book as well, definitely. In, normally, I ask authors when they're jo- doing their they're taking their journey of writing. I, I ask the question: Did you gain uh, a lot of family support, a lot of elements through your relationship supporting this book and process. But I think from the impression I've got through the book, I think they were part of it as well, not just supporting it. Is that right? Did I get that sense right? Yeah, very true. I mean, the first book I wrote was very um, quite confronting in a sense. It was about mental health and mental illness and my journey. So that was Mm -hmm. important to get support in that regard, where this next book has been um, I guess I've been so vulnerable in certain ways that that people are extremely supportive. The only thing my dad ever says in feedback is to take the swear words out, and I have uh, respected that to a point. A few might have slipped in, but they're not the the worst words in the worst words in the in the world, so to speak. But I'm glad I took that feedback on. Um, you know, it, it is a it is a nonfiction book, so it is a true reflection of what's in my head. Whereas if I was writing a fiction book, I might be more inclined to uh, build some characters that are a little loose around the edges, so to speak. Yeah, and I think I think any sort of uh, contextual uh, language is acceptable. I think if yeah. you've got the right meaning in it. Um, but yeah, no, you've done a wonderful job with this book. And for you, um, again, what, for readers who are going to take this book on, what do you want to, I guess, inform them or engage them, or even, I guess ask them to appreciate with it yeah i'd very much like people to look at their own world and their own lives and you know someone who who is a big advocate for mental health and mental illness now so many people um, have these expectations of themselves that they have to fit a certain story and often it's a very black and white dichotomous narrative you know we're brought up in life that you're either good you're bad you're right or you're wrong it's not necessarily the case. And I've learned on my journey, which is obviously going to be different to everyone else's, that as long as you stay true to your character, um, there really is so many opportunities for you to pursue things that you never thought you could or would. If you just reframe what is in your head in relation to some of those, you know, definitive what's success and what's failure, well, does it really matter? And mm. I guess the book in a lot of ways if i step back now and say okay because it was a creative process where you know it's a bit like music right miles davis says i'll play something first and then you can tell me what it means later similar sort of thing if i go back now i sort of look at it and go i would like people to read this who are at the point where they think the linear path of life that they're on whether it's the you know one's traditional midlife crisis we could call it or whatever it is it's very different in the modern world it's almost an existential crisis in many ways that people would read something like this and it poses them the right questions to go, you know what, I've been in this job for X amount of years or whatever that may be, or I've always wanted to do this innovative thing, but, you know, I've got to wait till I'm 60. I mean, I'm a classic classic case of that. I always said I would start writing when I retired and it's like, well, why wait till 60 to do that? Start perfecting your craft now. 
you know, a lot of us don't have blessings where we've been to literary school or journalists <laughs> by trade. So we've got to start somewhere to learn. And uh, Absolutely. yeah, I'd love people to read it who are just, just needing a little bit of inspiration and push to try something that may they may not do without this because you know, you reframe some thoughts around success and failure and dichotomies of black and white and it's amazing what you can achieve and uh, you know, most most people are always so concerned about what others are thinking right and the reality is people are only predominantly interested in themselves anyway so it's good just to have a crack sometimes Yes, I understand, and it is. It's good to give people the the, the outside thoughts of themselves as well. Um, and as um, as many a famous person has said, the definition of success is to keep practicing. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I don't think I don't think there's ever ever stopping. Uh, no matter where you go and what you do, everything's going to have a choice and a process. Yeah. So, uh, Peter, thank you so much for joining us to, today. Um, everybody listening too, um, please thank you for joining us and. Again, as the opening phrase of the book says, have you ever wondered what ant colonies, comets in space, ancient volcanoes and a spirited five-year-old could teach you about your well-being? Well, to find the answers to that question, you'll have to buy the book for Subtle Steps on the Other Side by Peter Bell. It's available everywhere great books are sold. You can order it online. You can order it um, uh, through your bookshops or your libraries in your local areas. And, of course, you know, anything you do to help and support our local authors is fantastic. So we always encourage you to uh, buy Australian and we appreciate it and we appreciate you listening. And for you, Peter, I appreciate you taking time to chat tonight. No, thanks, Bradley. I've really enjoyed it. Very good. Well, everybody listening, stay well. Peter, you take care. We'll talk again on Between the Covers on our next episode. Thank you for joining us and everybody be well. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing. 